Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. New VanCast for you, and uh, a little bit of a different sort of VanCast this time around. First things first, answer we should mention that just one pod this week. Yes. So that puts a little pressure puts a little pressure on us to make it a good one, right? Yeah. It, it in normal circumstances, yes. <laughs> it also does it limit our chest thumping ability because that has been one of the things we've gone on through this pandemic that we've pounded out two podcasts a week. I mean, it, it, we're probably overdue to have a week where we only do one, and yeah. this is that week. So, well, and I think limit? we'll have a couple. I think we'll have a couple more, like over, over the holidays or what have you. Uh, but I'm on vacation this week, so you know that that's why uh, only one this week. And I, I'd bet there's at least another week that we'll only have one, but there won't be many. And I still think we get to boast about that. That's my opinion. Look, when you were in the bubble and they were playing, we were doing three. I think we did four on one week there. So, yeah. you know, I, I think right. we're we were due, going every uh, other day. Yes. It was awesome. So. By the way, that was awesome. Like, that was fun. Like, I, I can't wait to cover another playoff series with the VanCast so we can do that again. Because there's so much to digest when there's games going on. But right now, it's the off season. Things are a little slow. We can do a half hour about anything. Like, I think we could do a half hour about sandwiches. I'm pretty confident. I think we could do a half hour about Swedish meatballs versus Italian meatballs. What's your favorite? Uh-huh. What's, your, what's your preference? Uh, I'm not a huge meatball guy, to be perfectly honest what? with you. What? But- what? Yeah, see, I can already I'm already I already take umbrage at that, which means we could easily go half an hour. <laughs> All right. Well, this will not be the meatball podcast. No, it will not. This is a serious this is, It is. And yeah. look, since since Jason Botchard's passing eighteen months ago, we've tried hard to keep the memory of our friend alive, right? We've mm-hmm. spoken about him on this pod. We did the special with Wyatt to mark a year since Jason left us. And, you know, I think the armies after every game is a, a tribute in and of itself to Boston, right? A, a and, conscious and, one. Yeah, and, and every VanCast we do, I think, tries to reflect the spirit in which he covered the Canucks, which was smart commentary, but with a sense of humor. Like, we still try to find things like meatballs fun <laughs> to talk about <laughs> when there isn't hockey to talk about. 
So we've certainly talked about Botch, but one person that hasn't, at least publicly, is really the one person closest to him. And outside of a courageous on-stage appearance at the Commodore at that Botch tribute night on the eve of the 2019 NHL draft, which is incredible when you think of how many people we oh. crammed into the Commodore. Unforgettable. Uh, it was, yeah, I mean, it was an athletic staff party, right? Like, that was part of it, too. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, every all, I say party, I mean, we were there to celebrate Jason, but yes. it sort of served, it served a dual purpose, because... I mean, the hockey world was here in Vancouver. A lot of the athletic writers hadn't, I don't think, met each other or at least spent a lot of time around each other. Uh, and so it was a chance for all the athletic people to be in one room like that and and just to see, I think, what Jason had meant to this market. So yeah. Catherine, Botch- Catherine Botchford's kept a pretty low profile, focusing her energy and attention, as you would expect, on protecting and raising her three young children. And with mm-hmm. Jason's death, you know, Cat instantly became a single mom, uh, for the past eight months, has had to do it all during this pandemic, and I know uh, none of this has been easy. I, I've kept in touch with Kat since Jason's passing, and you know we've been able to get together on a handful of occasions for coffee just to catch up. And I, I felt I wanted to do my part to keep her in the media loop and sort of let her know that this circle that Jason traveled for a decade plus hasn't forgotten about her and she reached out a couple of weeks back and wondered about the possibility of of coming on this pod she's got some significant life news and i think she wanted the chance to address the canucks online community that has supported the family over this year and a half and so when she asked i mean it was a no-brainer right we both were like yeah absolutely proud like we're proud to have her on right we're yeah we're proud to offer that uh that venue and and you know the (laughs) An awful lot of what we do at the athletic is, is consciously styled, like consciously styled, out and and not out of anything other than a sense of obligation and, and a sense of shared values for how not just not just how this team should be covered and not just the tone of it, but also the way that you treat people, right? The way that you look after the next generation, the way that you take care uh, of the people you care about, because that's who Jason was, and and so. Um, you know, proud, proud to have her on and uh, and to give her that opportunity. It was, um, it's an awesome conversation. Right. So when she asked, we said, absolutely. And with that, Catherine Bach for joining us here on the VanCast. And Kat, you know, one of the questions I get asked by people when they know, obviously my association with, with Jason is, you know, how's the family doing? So I'll ask you, how how are you and the kids doing? Thank you, Jeff. Uh, we're, we're doing well. Um, as you know, we're getting ready to move across the country to Ontario, so more change coming our way. But in general, we're, we're doing well. Thank you. Yeah, the move, obviously, and I know you and I have been in contact and kind of got back and forth on this. Uh, you struggled with this decision, right? Like, this wasn't easy. No, it was very hard. Um, we used to laugh, my friends and my family and I, that should have two t-shirts um, depending on you know the mood I was in for the day so one team west and one team east <laughs> um, so <laughs> it was extremely hard because I've been here 15 years Jason and I you know moved here together and built a life and a family um, and even though I'm from Ontario and all my family's there I you know really established some deep roots here. Kat you know when I think about how the last year, how the last 15 months have unfolded. And I think about the Commodore um, and your public comments then. I I just want to ask, 
as you mentioned, the deep roots you guys have put down in the uh, Vancouver area, uh, how much has the support of the online Canucks community, Jason's biggest fans, meant to you and your family over the past year and a bit? Yeah, thank you. Um, oh, I, it, it is beyond words. Um, you know, when I, when I think back to when Jason died and those weeks, I couldn't get out of bed. I, I mean, anybody that was around me, I wasn't myself, obviously, but I remember, you know, family and friends flying in from all over the world uh, when he first died. And I remember just looking at them and thinking, you're, you're going home. You know, I'm here to pick up the pieces. And I laid in bed and read all the comments and all the tributes. And that is actually what gave me the strength to get out of bed and what actually gave me the strength to stand up at the Commodore and have and to say my speech. Um, you know, I was I had this crazy fear of public speaking. So, you know, those that were there and saw me, it was two different people. Um, and it was the fans, it was it was the community that gave me that strength to to stand up at the Commodore. So, you know, if anything, it's it's really been pivotal in my healing and and me being able to really move forward um, with me and the kids. And Kat, we'll touch on the Botchford project a little bit, but I but I want to start with a, a little bit of a story because it's one of my favorite moments from the Botchford project that we you know executed over the course of the season. And it was the very first recipient was David Quadrelli, friend of the program. And we're sitting at a dinner with like all of Canucks PR and, and me and Jeff in our suits. And I just remember you took Quadrelli aside and I just overheard a snippet of the conversation and it was, uh, you, you advised him, um, you know, you can learn from these guys, like listen to them, but, but be your own guy, like be your own person in terms of your approach to this. And I, I just thought that was such a telling insight into you know what you'd recognized in Jason and and so I figured I'd just ask you about that in particular um in touching on you know what your view is as as his wife of Jason's impact on this market and his legacy here yeah no I think it was you know David was such a fan of Jason and and most are and a lot of people wanted to kind of replicate who he was. And, you know, Jason was all about individuality and, you know, being yourself. And it was so proven in who he was. I mean, he had a lot of things to battle against, um, you know, in this industry to stand out and be who he was, be authentic. And so I think, you know, knowing Jason and just, you know, obviously, you know, being so close with him, it was, he, he was always like, don't conform to be someone you're not. Be who you are, and that's how you're going to actually make it in this world, um, you know. And, and that's who he was, and that's what he really encouraged everybody to do. Me, even as an individual. So I thought it was really important, you know, as these young professionals, you know, get into this industry, you need to stay true to who you are to really stand out. We all knew. Jason, the writer, the broadcaster, the podcaster, and, and clearly he left his mark on this city and, and really the province and around the National Hockey League. But can I just wonder, like he, he was, you know, your husband, he was the father of your kids at home, he was Jason. Like, did you have any idea the following that he had gained through his work? Not the extent of how massive it was. I mean, we were very, 
we're, we're private, right? We were private um, in our personal lives and we were just normal, a normal family. And it was just, I mean, I knew he was known. We would go out and, you know, there'd be guys that would want to talk to him about sports and it was his thing. I had no idea it was as massive, um, you know, as, as it was. And um, it, it was pretty overwhelming, you know, when learning about it, to be honest. And then, you know, just to follow on that, I mean, you probably weren't surprised then to see the response to the Botchford project as it got up and the Canucks opened up the, you know, the application portal and hundreds poured in and people wanted this opportunity to sort of walk in his shoes and, and see, you know, how he did what he did for a day. And, and what did it mean to you then to be a part of... Uh, and Tom said, like, you got out to a handful of the games, so you met a few of the, the, the finalists, obviously, but but you had the final say. I don't know if people realize that, but that was part of the way mm-hmm. the project was set up, that uh, the Canucks kind of vetted the entries down to a manageable bunch, and then, you know, they were forwarded on to you. What did it mean to, to sort of be involved in that way? It was, at first it was emotional, but it was about you know, preserving his legacy and just everything that he stand for. And it was always about, you know, the underdog and giving people a fair shot and and just not trying to be so traditional and conventional and, and how we think and move forward. So when I looked at these candidates, there was, I was always looking at it from, you know, how are they going to make their mark and be unique and authentic and carve out their own path? Um, you know, and, and also bringing forward a lot of who Jason was. And so from the family's perspective, I think it was just so important to just continue on his legacy uh, from these young professionals and giving them a fair shot. And, you know, and I look at David, I, I see, you know, what, what he's doing, and, and I think it's just so amazing. Well, we should, Tom, just I'll let you back in in a sec here, but we should just mention that, you know, all signs indicate that the Botchard Project will be back for a second go-around. I've been in contact with the Canucks here recently. I know that the three of us certainly uh, want to see it move forward. There's still so much uncertainty around the season and media access and player access and all that kind of stuff. So there are some things that still need to be ironed out. But uh, the good news in all of this is the Canucks seem like they're on board to continue this process. So more people likely are going to get the opportunity to, to come through the Botchard Project. Yeah, which is great. And even though I'm in Ontario, I, I definitely will still have, um, you know, a hand in it as well. So happy to continue on um, with that. Well, let's pivot from that and ask you, Kat, for your primer. For any listeners who are hopeful applicants for the Botchford Project, um, you know, whenever this NHL season begins again, uh, in, in addition to the authenticity, the individualism, what does a successful candidate's letter look like? What advice would you give to people considering applying? Uh, Yeah, I I think it's about your passion and how creative you are and being able to pivot, especially if you look at, you know, this year alone and and having to be innovative in different ways and how you're reporting your story. So how, what, what I'm looking for, I think is the the ability to adapt and be being able to be creative in, in how you're telling your story. And that's how Jason always was, always thinking outside of the box and, and you know, trying to be, to think of how to captivate your audience. Um, and so step outside of yourself and, and truly, you know, what, think differently, I think is, is the best thing that I'd be looking for. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
the first time Kat that we met um, was right before the Botchford Project launched when the Canucks had you and the kids out to a game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Travis Green hosted the two, uh, hosted your family. Uh, you guys met Patterson. What are some of your memories of that night? How did the organization respond overall? It, it was incredible. The kids and I still actually talk about it. Um, you know, it was... It was amazing. And uh, I mean, there were moments where I felt like I shouldn't be there, you know, um, because of why I was there. But mm-hmm. but the kids were just mesmerized with, you know, the, the whole the whole evening and, you know, even meeting Travis Green. And at the time, Hudson was only three and he asked me if Hudson was skating yet. And I remember in my head thinking he's serious and that I got to get on this. <laughs> and I realized <laughs> I, I should have asked him if he could actually be if he could coach them, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and, and uh, you know, and the girls, they were just, you know, feeling like, oh, can I can I be a hockey player? And you know, it was just such a magical night, and they really took care of us um, in so many ways. And, and talking to, you know, Patterson and and uh, Travis Green, you know, they just are just their their emotional intelligence and the way that they were connecting with us was just really beautiful to see that side. Um, you know, and, and I'll always always remember that night. You and I have talked about a number of things over the year here as, uh, you know, we've been together a couple of times for coffee and it's been great to, to sort of get to know you a little bit. How excited was Jason about the shift to the athletic? I mean, he only worked there the one year after essentially 15 years at the province and the province was trying to navigate its way through the shift to a digital product. But it seemed like, you know, Jason had just kind of scratched the surface on what was possible with the athletic. Yeah, like he, you know, he's always been that innovative guy, like always forward thinking and and beyond his time in in so many ways and areas of his life. And so it it took him a while to make the decision to move to the athletic because, you know, he was in the paper, like he was in the journalism and, and paper industry for like so long. And so this was a completely different way of reporting and, and what he, you know, went to school for and trained. Um, you know, it was, a, it was a risk, but he loved the freedom of really being able to do what he did best, um, you know, and, and being able to come up with his own stories and it, it was freeing for him. Um, and it just, I mean, he just started, he, like you said, he just scratched the surface of where he was going with um, the athletic and his career, but it was um, freeing for him. And uh, it was really wonderful to watch him come into himself in, in that respect with the athletic. You know, it's funny, the first time that you and I sat down after his passing, you know, and, and I got you just to tell me a little bit, fill in a few of the blanks, because... Like, I only really knew him as Jason, the hockey guy. Like, as you said, he was sort of private. I was guarded. We didn't talk a lot about our families when we get together and podcast. I knew that you and the kids were there, certainly, but I didn't know a whole lot about the family dynamic. But one of the things that you told me about Jason that stuck with me uh, all these years later that I didn't know was he loved to be in the kitchen, right? Like, he was apparently a pretty good cook. He was amazing, actually. He was like a a chef, and I'm not, I'm just serious. (laughs) But... You know, he puts, you know, he was a passionate guy. And, and even when he would cook, it was, he was so passionate. And he would just, you know, come up with these wonderful, 
like restaurant meals um, and the kitchen was a disaster so you know he just <laughs> you know and it'd be like you know sauce all over and the cupboards open but what he you know he just poured his heart and soul into into cooking um, and so we always were very well fed um, you know when anybody would come over um, they would just be amazed with with what he would create in the kitchen and you know I was always always well fed and happy <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I just had this thought um but i i'm i like my food a lot and while i never ate anything that jason cooked he he developed a habit over the years as we met up more frequently where when we'd go to a place that he hadn't been before he'd just wait for me to order and then get what i'd got <laughs> which i always took as a huge compliment that he trusted my my navigation um through a menu cat <laughs> overall when you consider what efforts have been made to pay tribute to Jason's legacy, like what do you hope that this market takes from what he contributed over his decade covering the Canucks or 15 years covering the Canucks, excuse me? Yeah, I, I think it's, you know, about... Being, continue to be innovative, continue to just push boundaries, be disruptive, and, and don't get so stuck into the way we've always done things. Um, and, and stay true to, you know, yourself. You know, like, I think that the market is changing so rapidly, and don't be afraid of it. You went public this summer with the coroner's report into the cause of Jason's passing, and, mm-hmm. and I wonder... Um, you saw the note that I sent to you last week from the Twitter follower and a listener to the VanCast who who said Jason's passing had been a wake-up call for him to seek the help he needed to get his life back on track and to be there for, for his young daughter. You know, was the sort of reasoning behind going public with the coroner's report maybe so that some good could come out of the darkness? Yeah, no, absolutely. There was many, many reasons, um, you know, why I chose to come public, um, you know, and, and it's also, if you look at this year, 2020 and, and everything that's happening, everybody's mental state and, you know, you're looking at on the news, um, other folks that are, you know, dying of, you know, fentanyl and, and everything. Um, it's, it's devastating. And at the same time, the secret and the shame was eating me alive. Um, you know, and, and one day when I sit down with the kids, with my kids and, you know, tell them the truth, I don't want there to be any shame there and there shouldn't be. And I think that's, you know, anything that I've learned in the last, since his passing and especially this year, 2020, it, it's, 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 people have such a hard time with coping. Everybody's got their own vices and their own coping mechanisms, but nobody's talking about what's really their ailments are. And so... You know, coming out, I just think it's about just being there for each other and realizing it's okay if you're not okay. And it's not that Jason wasn't okay. This wasn't a um, an ongoing occurrence. And, you know, me learning of his passing was shocking and it was news. Um, I, you know, I'm still scratching my head, to be honest. But I think that's the point. This could happen to anyone. And... You know, the, when you sent me that, that message and, and that story, it hit me. And it was, you know, I had to pause and, and just, it was beautiful to see that somebody, this, this saved somebody. 
And, you know, and I really hope that, you know, people take a second look at their choices. Um, you know, this wasn't just, you know, this was my husband, this was the father of our kids and, you know, he had a career. Um, and, 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 you know, for me, it was just more about coming out and being free of, of um, you know, what was haunting me. Well, I had the good fortune of podcasting with Jason for two years on the podcast, and when he passed away, I, I didn't think that an opportunity to do a podcast with a Botchford would present itself ever again. So I, I just wonder, what do you think if Jason is looking down with those noise-canceling headphones on that uh, he always wore uh, and, and knew that you were coming on a, on a hockey pod? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think he'd be scratching his head. Um, you know, he'd probably be trying to give me some advice on what to say on, on, you know, um, on how to present myself. <laughs> um, no, I, I think he'd be proud. I think, you know, at the same time, he knows I'm, I'm always one to speak my truth. And I think when the time was right, I was, you know, able to come and, and to speak to you guys. As, as you know, I've um, been quite quiet. I just think from from Jason's perspective, you know, watching me come on a hockey pod, he'd be, um, like I said, scratching his head and, you know, kind of <laughs> like just, it's just, yeah, I, th I think he'd be kind of laughing in a way and trying to coach me. <laughs> I'm sure he would, yeah. that, uh, that cackle of his that uh, we all came to know and, and love. Uh, look, you've shown terrific strength through all of this, and certainly to uh, come on and join us here on the VanCast, we appreciate this. And, and I know that you wanted to get the word out that uh, you were sort of closing the Vancouver chapter of, of your life as you move back to Toronto. So we'll just finish up with, uh, you know, the floor is yours here to say whatever you want to, uh, to a community that uh, has supported you uh, through, obviously, a difficult period of your life. Yeah, I, you know, my heart... Um will always be with the province of BC. I mean, just I'm so grateful of the love and the support um, in ways that I can't, I can't express, you know, this city, this, this, the heart and soul of, of this province. I don't, I don't know anyone else, any other place on the world that, that has it. And, and, you know, I just, I want to thank everyone because it was all of you that really helped me, like I said, get out of bed and, to really be the strength for my children and to and to continue to move forward and so as much as it's possibly the end of this chapter um you know it, it's it will never be the end for me in my heart um you know and and just to leave you on this um i will always be a canucks fan so i'm not going to go back and be a leafs fan <laughs> um you know and and when the and when the canucks do come into town to play the leafs uh you you better believe it i'll be wearing my canucks jersey and, and i will be in the stand so um i want you to know that well we should mention too that this your immediate family you and the kids are moving back to toronto but there is still a Botchford presence in the province of British Columbia, right? Derek, yes, yes. Jason's brother yes, up yes. in Smithers, and, and you yes. were up there recently. Yes, yes. It's a, a magical place. Um, you know, it's it's a beautiful getaway. And um, my kids, it was funny when I said when we're moving to Ontario, they, they're like, well, why can't we just move to Smithers? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, but... Uh, yeah, no, Derek, Derek's still here. So we're, we're still going to come back and visit. Absolutely. Um, you know, like I said, this is my second home. And so we will, we will definitely make many trips to visit out, out West. 
Well, stay strong, and uh, we really appreciate yeah. you taking some time and sort of stepping out here uh, to join us on the VanCast. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, thanks for joining us, Kat, and thanks for sharing Jason with us um, and this market through all those years. We, we really appreciate Excellent. it. Thank you. Take care. All right. Uh, we thank Catherine. Uh, you know, just an emotional program, sort of uh, a little different than what we do uh, week in, week out, Tom, here on the VanCast, but uh, certainly an important uh, opportunity to uh, to hear from Catherine Botchford, and we're delighted that uh, she had the trust in us to uh, to mm-hmm. come on the podcast. No, and I mean, you know, we'll, BC will miss will miss her and the and the kids, but she's so well spoken, great stories. Uh, I reminisced myself an awful lot during that during the scope of that conversation and I hope our listeners had an opportunity to do so as well. Yeah, and you know, I I read that post that I referenced on a recent vancast from you know, just a, a member of the Canucks community, a, a guy that I've dealt with on Twitter before and and he had said like please share this with anybody that you think, you know, could benefit from hearing it and so, you know, immediately when that came into my DMs, I I cut and pasted it and sent it on to Kat because I just wanted her to to know that, uh, I mean, she knew, and it was clear there from talking to her, she knew that people loved Jason, but for some good to come out of his passing. And so, uh, you know, I'm sure there are other stories out there that maybe people haven't just felt that they're ready to share uh, with the greater world just yet. But uh, again, you know, there, there is help out there. And, and, and that person that tweeted to me, uh, is proof of that. So uh, his legacy will continue. Uh, we'll continue to uh, do what we do, and and you know the VanCast uh, tries to honor him each and every time out. So uh, again, our thanks to Catherine Botchford uh, for joining us here on this special edition of the VanCast. Just before we run uh, a couple of items of note, uh, this is the only pod for this week. So uh, you know, if you're looking later in the week, you're going to have to. Uh, Get by without us for a couple extra days, but uh, we'll get back at it with two weeks starting next week. Uh, in the meantime, if you're looking for another pod uh, opportunity, maybe you want to check out Craig Custance and the Full 60, Nick Kiprios, who's got uh, his new book out. Uh, lots of stories to tell from his uh, playing days and his time in the broadcast world as well. Uh, Kipper joins Craig Custance on the Full 60 uh, this week at The Athletic. And, you know, we do this each and every week at the end of uh, every VanCast, we say uh, check out our comments section, and, and trust me, I, I read them. I want to see what uh, the feedback <laughs> is. If you've got suggestions, you've got questions uh, for us, you've got guest ideas. We're sort of at that time of the year where, you know, it's been great to sort of pivot a little bit and bring some guests on to the program. But if there's somebody that, you know, we haven't thought of that uh, crossed your mind, we'd love to hear from, uh, by all means, send us, uh, send us a suggestion uh, at The Athletic App. And don't forget, rate and subscribe to the VanCast on Apple. And if you're not a subscriber to The Athletic, subscribe now and save. Go to theathletic.com slash VanCast. You can receive an all-access subscription for just $1.25 Canadian a week. Uh, Drancer's taking a little downtime. Well-deserved. Long overdue. It has uh, been a run here uh, that dates back uh, well over a year, obviously, to the start of last hockey season. So lay low, try to take some downtime through all of this, and come back strong when we get back at it uh, with two a week next week. I will for sure. And, and you know, I, I have earned it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you have. For Thomas, Jeff, thanks as always for your support of the VanCast. Uh, you are listening to the VanCast here at The Athletic and TheAthletic.com. <laughs>